Hello, Gasheads, and welcome to yet another interview episode of Gascast. To keep myself sane during lockdown, I've been talking to former gas men, including Nathan Blissett, Trevor Chalice, we had Jamie Curitan on as well. This time, I'm joined by a man who put a man of the match performance in a Millennium Stadium final, a man who is even quicker than Britney Spears over 100 metres, and a man with a cracking tan. Please welcome Lewis Haldane. How are you doing, Lou? So, yeah, I love the intro- introduction. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. How's uh, yeah, isolation good. life treating you at the moment then? Uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. It's, it's nice because I'm getting to spend some time with the family and I'm used to working six-day weeks at, uh, the last few years since since my uh, change in trade. So um, it's, it's nice to be spending some time at home with the family, uh, relaxing, even though obviously we can't go out going anywhere. It's nice to be to be together sort of thing and... Yeah, yeah, so, so I, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, <laughs> good. So, I mean, what what do you do work wise now? Then I'm um, I'm, I'm a builder, a dry liner. My um my, my dad taught me uh two or three years after I retired, after I quit playing when I was playing for Port Vale. Um, my dad dad trained it for a couple of years, and then he retired himself, and I kind of carried it on. I worked for a few different companies around around Wiltshire, uh, basically building new houses. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, on on, on bigger. Uh, Big, you know, these big sites they're, they're building everywhere nowadays. Um, so I work for a couple of different companies, and uh, nice. I re- re- really, really enjoy it. Um, it. You know, it's hard work. It's a hard graph, but um, yeah, it's, it's a lot less pressure than when you're playing. When I was playing football, uh, yeah, I mean, you, know, you don't I, you don't get people screaming and shouting at you when you're doing your dry lining now. I take well, it sometimes if you're not doing a good job, they do. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I tend to, I, 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 you know, like I said, I'm really enjoying it. And uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I had to do something. So I'm, I'm quite thankful that my dad uh, taught me up because uh, I don't know where I'd be, be without that, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, uh, doing the research for this interview, I was, I was shocked to see your age, actually. So, you, so you're, you're only 35, is that, is that right? Is that because is that I've got no hair left? Is that what you're well, trying to say? Well, no, no, I was just <laughs> thinking because um, I, I was relative. So I'm, I'm 28 and I, was, I felt All like right, I was... Yeah pretty young watching you when you first broke into in the rover side yeah. but i mean 35 i mean a lot of pros would still be playing and i obviously had that yeah. injury at the, the end of your career but what, what I, age were you when you broke into the rover side then i i was um 17 when i broke into rover side it was i played for youth team for probably a season when i was 16 and then um yeah, I was 17, and I, I, I mean, I retired when I was 25, when I retired, I broke, broke my leg when I was... Uh, 25, just turned, yeah, I was 24 and a half when I broke my leg, uh, 2010, yeah, so, yeah I, yeah, I should have been in the prime of my career, coming up to the prime of my career, really, uh, but, yeah, you know, worse things happen in life, and um, you've just got to take it on the chin and get on with it, you know, I would love to carry on playing, and, you know, because it's all, 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 all that I dreamt to do when I was a kid, and, you know, it was cut short, but... Like I said, I've got, I've got some great memories. Uh, you know, playing Bristol Rovers, playing in those big games, playing at Ellen Road, which was you know the highlight of my career. And um, yeah, you know, I mean, you're a big Leeds United fan, aren't you? Oh yeah, massive mate. And um, you know, to play, to play at Ellen Road, mate, was uh, a dream come true. To be honest with you, it was uh, one of the best days of my life, apart from my kids being born. Uh, and uh, I was like, I cried, I cried in the tunnel. Out of the I'm, no one's seen me crying, but there was a tear coming from my eye. I was that emotional to, 
obviously be on terraces watching Leeds in the Champions League days and stuff and walking up to that crowd. It was uh, it was a dream come true, mate. So yeah. Yeah, that that must have been pretty special. So, so when you were like a youngster, youth team player at, at Southampton, I believe, did you ever think you would yeah. get to that level? Did did you kind of back yourself as a youngster? I I, well, I didn't think Leeds would be in a uh, League One, at, you know, <laughs> yeah, ever being. That's true. One. So I probably didn't think I'd get to that level. No, to play against Leeds, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I was quite a quite a nervous lad as a kid um, growing up, and I nerves used to get the better of me a little bit and um so yeah I, I always knew that I, I had a bit of talent but it was like sort of channel it the right way sort of thing to um you know not let my nerves get the better of me and push myself because if it wasn't for my mum and dad really I, I don't think I would have turned up to trials and stuff like that you know when I was younger because I, you know I, I didn't like to be in that sort of scenario where there'd be pressure on me it wasn't my sort of cup of tea and I, I think that Kind of probably followed me through my career really and you know set me back a little bit you know looking back on it now I, I you know I used to get a bit nervous and uh not kind of play as well as I, sh- I should have done sometimes because I'd be a bit nervous and I kind of re- you know it's probably one of my biggest regrets but you know that's yeah. where I was born and that, that's where I was you know I can't, I can't help but I try, I try my very best and uh yeah, that's that. I suppose that's all you can do for yourself, isn't it? Try your best. Yeah, I mean that's that's interesting. You say that. I, I, watching you as as a Rovers player, I, I always seem to remember you get the ball and and you would just charge off off on these unbelievable mazy runs. So it, it looked like you had <laughs> b- bags of confidence in yeah. those days. Yeah. Did, did it kind of come to you then, or or were you still um, quite nervous even in your Rovers and Port Vale days? Yeah, I. I, it got better as, as I got older, but I, I was always quite, yeah, I was, you know, the nerves would, would be a big part of the start of the game and stuff. I probably put on a little bit of a, a you know, a front kind of cover that up a little bit. Uh, a lot of my friends say, cool, you were like the most confident lad I've ever met when you were, you know, gr- growing up and you still are now. And I'm like, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe I, I'm quite hiding that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what, one of those kind yeah, of so, exterior um, things where you kind of put on this confident kind of... yeah. Yeah, exterior, maybe. but then inside, maybe not so much. So, so you were a South, Southampton youth team player. What what was that like? Yeah, I, play, I played for Southampton when I was growing up, probably from when I was uh, nine until I was about thirteen. Uh, in the uh, uh, Stuart Norton uh, was my manager there at South, uh, South Southampton, and he was the one that picked me up for Bristol Rovers as well. He gave me a call one day um, and asked me for a trial and. Um, Obviously, I remember, you know, I remember Stuart. I don't know if you know who he is. Yeah. No, I don't actually. No. Yeah, uh, like like a lot, like long blonde pyramid, and he was a coach of Phil <laughs> Bater. It was him, him and Phil Bater were the youth team coaches back uh, back then. And, mm. uh, he uh, Stuart's always had confidence in me, and uh, uh, you know, I'm thankful for Stuart that I was able to get these uh, opportunities along along with Phil Bater. You know, he was a big influence on me as well in in youth team. He, you know, he'd be uh, very, very stern with me. Fit Phil was, and um, always give me confidence, and always tell me that I was good enough. And you know, you know I got that utmost respect for for, for Phil and um, Stuart. I think they're brilliant men to go with it as well as well as coaches. So, you know, uh, wasn't for them in a youth team. I don't know where I would have been because you know they always uh, stuck with me. And like I said, when I was a bit nervous, they always always put their arm around me and you know tell me I was doing well and stuff. So uh, yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. good men. Yeah. So, I mean, can, can you remember your your debut for Rovers when when you first broke into the first team? 
I yeah, I, tra- I travelled up to. Um, I think I got a call from from Phil Bater on the, the the Friday the Friday night. I think no, on the Thursday, and he said, "Oh, you're travelling up in the morning to to go in and play um, at, 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 a wave at, at York." And um, I, I got there in the morning. I think we just from uh, M32 is a little hotel just off the M32 where the bus used to meet. I don't know if they meet there now. Mm. Uh, little hotel we met there, and obviously, like I said, I was a nervous wreck. And my boots had broke a train in the day before on the Thursday. Youth team train I didn't have any boots. Okay. Oh, I see. I was so I was panicking. I was like, "What am I going? What am I going to do? I haven't got any boots." And all the sports because it was the evening. So I rang um, one of my best friends, Matt Matt Hill, who's in the youth team with me at Rovers, and luckily he let me borrow his boots. So my mum dropped dropped me around to his house on the Friday morning before the coach left. It's seven in the morning. Got his boots. He let me borrow his, and then went up there, and I didn't even get on, so it was a waste of time. <laughs> uh, but then I I used them boots for week after. I was on the bench against uh, Cheltenham, and I come on my first touch about penalty, and Wayne Carlisle slotted it away. Oh, nice! And, uh, yeah, and that was my debut against Ch- against Cheltenham. Yeah, at home at, at the it wasn't the Blackthorn end; it was ever end. We were we, we you know we were shooting against. I yeah, come on yeah. last ten minutes, but yeah, it was a wash. I was all my friends from the youth team were sat behind the goal as well when I got the penalty, and uh, I'm like I'm the best mate to three of those three of those boys now. So um, what, we've been uh, best what, friends ever since. What what lads are they? Do, do any uh, Rovers um, fans remember their um, names? You reckon? Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, playing the youth uh, the youth team and playing the reserves quite a few games. Uh, uh, one was called Matt Hill. One was called Sam Jones, and one was called Rob Sheraton. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, they're, they're my best mate. So um, yeah, yeah. So it's it's been good, you know. Get to you know um, meet people like that and what uh, everlasting friendships. It's great. Yeah. So what season was that you broke in? Was it the the o three o four season? Would it oh, have man, been? I can't, I can't remember. It was um, Paul, uh, Paul Tate and Kevin Miller, I J Anderson, uh, Graham Hyde, all them, all, all them lot. So Chris Edwards, all, you know. I, can't remember. Maybe 2003, 2002, maybe. 2002, I think it was. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And then the, the, so the season afterwards, so 03, 04, I've got that. So you made 29 appearances and, and that would have been yeah. under Ray Graydon. What, what are your memories yeah. of Ray Graydon as a manager in that, that period? Of, of yeah. Time? I mean, he, he gave me my debut and I, I know a lot of people, um, got a you know bad word to say about Ray but you know I, I can I can you know speak for that I, I think he was um brilliant to me he had confidence in me giving my debut I you know I was a young lad and young lad in the headlights I just wanted to get on the pitch and play football and uh so yeah so t- t- to me Ray, Ray was a Ray was a good manager and I, I enjoyed um I enjoyed it you know he gave me my chance and I gotta be thankful for that and I, I am yeah, and you got you got your debut goal that that season. What can you remember of that? Yeah, um, it was against Doncaster, Doncaster away, and uh, it was at their old stadium, and it was freezing and um, raining. And uh, I, I think Graham Hyde uh, flipped the ball over the top, and I ran through and just slotted it past the keeper. And uh, my mum still, still, you know, has all my goals and the chance she used to. Take them off a point west back in the day. Yeah. So um, I still got there. So that must have given you a lot of confidence, breaking into the first team, getting a good run of games, getting that first yeah. um, goal under your belt. I mean, 
what did you make of the the season as a whole for yourself and also for the team? I, I don't. I can't, I can't remember where we come in the league. I don't, you know, I don't think it was very high. I don't think. I think it was in the bottom half we come. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it was. Yeah, pretty pretty low down actually. Because I mean, Graydon yeah. got sacked in January two thousand and four. So yeah, I, I don't think the form had been great actually. Do, do you reckon that was the right decision, Graydon going at that time? It was so long ago, mate. I can't. I can't remember to be honest with you. I mean, I, I personally, I, I had a good start. You know, I, I scored scored a few goals, a few goals in my first ten games. I think I scored three or four goals and. Um, yeah, I, I kind of remember that. I, like you know, a lot of people people talking about me on in, you know, in in the paper. My name was quite often, you know, um, like Bristol Rovers youngster, like coming through and stuff and doing well. And uh, it it did give me a lot of confidence. It um, as I keep saying, like you know, I was a shy lad and stuff, and that gave me a lot of confidence. You know, people saying I was a good player, and um, it, it kind of pushed me on a little bit until um, Ian Atkins took over, and he was a he was a bit of a bow, to be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, so I, so I was looking up your, your stats. So I saw that great 03-04 season for you, chipped in quite a few goals, which is unbelievable for, for your age. And then looking yeah. at appearances for 04-05 when Ian Atkins came in, it, there's not mm. many at all game time seem limited. So yeah, so what are your views on Ian Atkins? You, you yeah, I, I used did, the word did, there, like, but what, what, what was up with Ian Atkins then? He, he he's just a weirdo, mate. To be honest with you, he, he, he signed a few of his own players. He, he didn't give me a chance. I, I remember we um, he, he come in the first first training session. We was uh had a little game, and um, I've ra- I've ran through on goal, and I've sort of done a step over and like like back it past the keeper, and um, he's gone gone in. So it's a, it a good goal, and he's got he's started swearing at me, saying you're a clown. Who do you think you are? Don't ever do that again. And it made me look like like an idiot in front of uh, all, all the lads. And I, I, I just now thinking, what's going on here? It was like, I just got a good goal, and um, and yeah. And then he just sort of uh, banished me from the, from the squad the next day. And uh, as I said, I was only seventeen, so it was a bit harsh to be honest with you. I thought, and I was I was doing quite well before that. And he, yeah, so he obviously didn't like me. He didn't like my personality. And uh, um, yeah, I don't think I ever played for him. I think I played one game just as he was going to get sacked. He me against Blake in the Carling Cup with JPT, and I, I, I scored. And um, and then a week after that, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> but he, he had a coach. Yeah, he had a coach called Kevin Broadhurst as well, and and I, I didn't like him either. I just thought they were they were idiots. To be honest with you, and I, you know, I, I get on with most people. Most people are, haven't really fallen out with anyone in football. And so, so with Ian Atkins, I don't think many fans really, really took to him. Did the rest no. of the players get on with him? I know he, he brought in quite a few, so maybe they had a different relationship. But did, did people no. get on with him? No, I don't think they did. Make to be honest with you, like I said, I mean, it was a, it was a long time ago. But I, I remember a lot of people um, just think, thinking he was a weirdo. Make to be honest with you, some of the things he used to do and say and. Um, oh, I think the people that he brought in liked him, but I think the rest of them, who he was like trying to sort of sideline, see myself included, uh, yeah, probably ain't got anything nice to say about him. But yeah, yeah well, it's one of those things that you come across people like that in football you don't get on with. Um, you know, he probably hasn't got very nice things to say about me. He even remembers who I am. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just looking at the squad from that season. You had some really talented players. You had the likes of Junior Gogo, Steve Elliott, yeah. Stuart Campbell, Richard Walker. Yeah. 
I mean, so what, what are your memories of some of those players? Oh, it's great players, mate. All of them, aren't they? You know, uh, Gogan went on playing African Nations Cup. Obviously, Steve Elliott, one of the best players I've ever played with. Uh, Stuart Campbell, Craig Disley, all them lot coming through. And uh, yeah, we, we, had, we had a good team, just obviously didn't didn't click and it took a, took trolls to come in to completely change um, change everything for the, for, for the team. Yes, I mean, at the start of the next season, so the 05-06 season, Atkins gets set quite early after a disappointing start and potentially he'd lost the dressing room as well, would you say? Yeah, yeah I'd say so, mate. Yeah, to be honest with you. I, I, I was on load at, he sent me on loads of far screen, Atkins did. And um, yeah, it was a uh, far screen were like, not the club they are now. They, they had no money. They were a mm. non-stadium near the bottom of the league. They don't stay up every season because someone will get like 20 points deducted at the end of the season or something like that. And, you know, they should, I think they should have gone down three or four seasons in a row. But mm. things like that happened and they stayed, stayed up every season. We, we were getting, we getting tonked every single game. And um, Trolls, Atkins got sacked. Trolls took, back over, uh, took over and um, called me back straight away. And yeah, we went, went from there, really. I mean, did you see that appointment coming with Trolls' as caretaker? Because obviously he was a player. Um, um, tr- tr- yeah, he, tr- Trolls was um, the most dedicated professional I've ever seen. Uh, I, I, he was um, one of, I think he was 35, 36 when he was uh, still playing towards the end. I don't think he was getting much of a game under Atkins. And I remember when I'd be tra- we'd be trained sometimes, he'd always take me aside and ask me to give him little volleys at the end of every training session. And everyone would be in. And he, he's you know, obviously 35 years old and he's the last one on the training pitch. First one on the training pitch with his uh, stopwatch doing runs around the pitch, and he he took in his management. He was exactly the same. You know, he he, he liked liked dedicated players. You put their all in, and yeah, Trolls was brilliant. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, did he command the respect of the players straight away then? Because he obviously a teammate for for everyone. Yeah, he um a kind of figured people people liked and looked up to them. Yeah, yeah, everyone. I don't think anyone had a bad word to say about trolls. Um, he, yeah, he, uh, he. I think you know, no, no one called him gaffer for the for the whole time that I was there. Anyway, he, he wanted everyone to call him trolls, and um, that's kind of unusual. I think, but, mm. you know, I, I've, I've never played for a manager that you know everyone has to call, call him gaffer. But uh, you know, he was known as trolls, and he didn't want that to change. And you know, he he was kind of everyone's mate as well. And uh, yeah. So um, he was, uh, yeah, he, I, I kind of knew that he, he would be, be a good manager and he turned out to be, well, yeah, well, what was it, Rovers anyway. Yeah, and then in, in November of that year, Lenny Lawrence came in, I mean, effectively yeah. to, to mentor Trolls. I mean, how, how did that relationship work? Yeah, it, was, it, was, it, it worked brilliant. I mean, Trolls would do all the sessions and Lenny, Lenny, Lenny would get involved in sessions as well and... Uh, Lenny had the world of experience and he that would be off the trolls but probably the best one of the best times in Rovers history in the last 20 years obviously with you know, what, what Daryl Clark's done, done since and um, I, th- I think a lot you know a lot of Rovers fans have fond memories of when, when trolls was manager and um, I think I think just think the whole togetherness of, of, of the club was, was it was amazing back then with the fans and the players and everything and kind of knew we were going to do something that you know for the history of Bristol Rovers and you know I think a lot of, a lot of the fans will um, you know remember that for a long time to come so I'm just I'm thankful to be part of it yeah I was, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, because you ended that season quite well. Like I said, disappointing start with Atkins. But, I mean, for you personally, you notched up 30 appearances. I uh, tripped him three goals and finished 12th, um, which was the, the second season in a row, so 12th the, the year before. But then the real season yeah. that sticks in people's minds is the season after, the 06-07 season. I mean, things get really tasty here. I mean, what what are your memories from from that season? There's there's obviously a lot going on. Yeah, I, you know, Trolls had a lot. The season before that, I, I was playing a lot of games in the Trolls. I scored a few goals, and um, he uh, kind of changed me to a to to, to a winger because I was playing up front before that. For you know, for Ray Grade, and then when I was in youth team, I was a forward and. It and as you know, as I was growing up, I used to score loads of goals as I was growing up. My finishing was brilliant, and then all of a sudden, I just couldn't hit a bar and door, so they put me on the wing. And um, and I just kind of everyone used to just say, "Get the ball and run down the wing," because I was really quick. And uh, I kind of stuck with that, to be honest with you. And I kind of regret regret it in a way because I used to love playing up front and scoring the goals, but I wasn't quite. I didn't have that ice coldness in front of goal. I did as a kid. Mm. I used to, you know, be the top score 60, 70 a season as he, in the youth team and stuff. And I, um, yeah, when it got to that, that next level, I couldn't quite do it under the pressure, like, you know, banging the ball in the back of the net. So I used to just get it on the wing and just run as far as I could. <laughs> yeah, and, and, uh, and you never knew what would happen when you'd go on one of your runs. Did, did you sometimes yeah. not know what you were going to do next? Yeah, I just, I used to just enjoy getting it and hearing the crowd, like, sort of, get off their feet and I used to just knock it and it made me so confident with the ball um, just thinking no one's going to be able to stop me I can just get it it doesn't matter I don't care who we're playing against it could be you know when we played Bristol City and uh, JPT I'd think they're in the championship I was just thinking no they weren't they were, sorry they're in top of League One I was just thinking I'll just get it and they, they're not going to be able to keep you know stay near me and I'd be working in the gym to try and build my legs up and stuff so I was a skinny lad and that kind of worked at the time because you know, I, I felt like I got to a point where I was so confident in that season when we got promoted. I didn't think no one could stop me from going on those runs. And I kind of got a bit of a name, name for myself with it, I think. So, yeah, um, I mean, yeah, yeah, really, incredibly exciting to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 um, yeah I, I really, really enjoyed that, you know, that, that spell in my career. It was obviously the best, the best spell of my career. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was great. So... <laughs> And so we added some real quality to the the squad. I mean, the the likes of Ricky Lambert and Sammy Iger. Oh. What 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 are your memories of Ricky Lambert? I don't know what he went on to do after Rose. Probably not a lot, but um, <laughs> he, he, was, he was obviously great for us. Bit of a slow start. I mean, could, could you tell yeah. from a from early on that he was um, he was something else? Yeah, his first game was against um, I think it was uh, Stockport. Um, uh, Southport away it was when we signed him and uh, I was away with Wales in the 21s uh, we played Turkey on the Saturday and we were playing um, Southport on the on, on the Sunday and Keith me up from from the Wales uh, training camp um, and drove me all the way up to Stockport in his car um, which was a amazing of him you know didn't have to do that because I think Trolls really wanted me to play in the I played that the the after I was going on knacker and I can I can hardly run and I got after sixty minutes and then Lambert come on and rest is history. Uh, he you know he was the nicest coach for me and he you know what what a player his touch his vision his pat 
he was one of the best passers you you'll ever you'll ever play with. He used to just get the ball, hold it up, turn, and just lift it over the top of the defender, and you just run on to be able to run onto it down the wing. And then he was a he was a joy to play with. And yeah, he, obviously that testimonial, uh, not the testimonial, the charity match I played in a few months ago. Uh, he scored from the halfway line, didn't he? I saw, you know, a lot of Rovers fans would have seen that goal, and that just yeah. shows. That just shows, you know, how good he was, you know, 25 stone now and he can still do that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he makes it look effortless, doesn't he? But the, oh, but the, but the types of goals he's got, I know Rovers um, on, on the Twitter account, they were doing um, a World Cup of goals for the best Rovers goals. Yeah. And I mean, he's won against Luton as well. I think it was a couple of years oh, later. And then I, the, the, the Swindon, yeah. I mean, the Swindon one from the season, the promotion season as well. I mean, it was a massive goal. As well to get us towards, but I mean, in terms of the season, it, it obviously didn't start off that great. It was, it, it, I think, it was an okay start to season. It was nowhere near kind of playoff form. No. No. But I mean, for me, everything seemed to click into place during the JPT area final against City. I mean, yeah, yeah. what a what a game! I mean, an area final. Two legs, two night games against our nearest yeah. rivals that we hadn't played for a few years. I mean, what was that game like to play in? First of all, the the first leg, it was nil nil at their place, wasn't it? I you know, no, I can't I can't agree with you more there. Um, when you say that it felt like it changed, then, and I felt that as well at the time. And we 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 probably thought we were gonna maybe you know lose against City at the time because you know that's some really good players, big club and. You know, you know everything, and we we went there, and all the lads, all the Bristol lads, especially me, Chris Lyons, Riggy, or you know, all them boys, we really wanted to beat City because you know, I, I don't like Bristol City. I'll be honest with you, I I still I go to I go there with um to watch Leeds now, and I'm always uh, you know sat in the Leeds end, and you know I, I don't like just I just don't like Bristol City, mate, and I I think that's just been sort of. Put into my brain since I've been with Rovers. It, yeah. If you play Rovers, you don't like City. Simple as that. And um, it was it was amazing, mate, to to shut Gary Johnson up at that time and all their chirpy fans and that. It was it was brilliant. And uh, I think they thought they were going to dick us as well, to be honest with you. But we um, we put up a good fight, didn't we? We we, sh- we should have beat him at the men. And I oh, know we did beat them. Sorry, one nil Lambert scored, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, so it was nil nil at their place. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's a great result because I mean, yeah, like I said, they. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. de- definitely arrogant and cocky, and yeah, w- would have expected to roll us over quite easily. So to get that draw in in the first leg, they must have kind yeah. of sat up and took notice, and they must have saw yeah. how, how much you guys wanted. You spoke about you and the rest of the, the Bristol lads. Did, yeah. did they underestimate you? Do you reckon? I think they, I think they did, mate. Yeah, and we just, like I said, we turned that corner and we we got that draw at Ashton Gate, which was was a brilliant draw. And I remember the, the coach getting um our coach. We pulled up outside uh Ashton Gate where where the players um players entrance is. In the someone threw two bricks at the coach and the window straight away when we pulled up. Wow. And I sat there thinking, oh my god, what is going on here? And they all had looked at each other as if to say, Phew. And I think that gave us a bit more of a more of a push. To be honest with you, I, I think we all thought, "Oh, we're like, let's have a bit of this. This is this is this is what it's about. This is tasty." And um, and it was a uh, it was uh, what an atmosphere it was. You know, uh, there was a lot of hot, hosti- host, you know, it was hostile. Um, yeah, to, to say the least. And uh, 
I know there's a lot, quite a lot of fighting outside the ground game. I think, yeah, I think I think I think it was probably a li- little bit here and there, and then and then the second yeah. leg. I mean, I I didn't manage to go to um, Ashton Gate game, but yeah, I was in I was in the black form yeah. for the second leg, hands down, one of the best atmospheres yeah. I've ever been a part no, of. Mate. I mean, what what was that like to play, and especially when that that Lambert screamer went in? Oh, mate, it went in. And it was it was madness, mate. And I remember. I thought the final whistle... I, what minute did he score? And I can't remember. And anyway, towards the end of the game, I thought the final whistle had gone. And I, I ran over to, to Trolls and everyone <laughs> were ju- jumping around. And then Trolls got, grabbed me, sort of threw me back on. And, Lewis, you, you idiot. Get back on. And the final whistle's not gone. And uh, I was like, I ran over shouting in Gary Johnson's face. I remember I was that pumped up because uh, it was against Bristol City. And uh, yeah, I, I, I remember that forever. It was great. It was great. Yeah, and then there was the the pitch invasion as well. After yeah, we, we, were you still about for that, or I mean, had all the yeah, players yeah, gone yeah. off? I, I, I think I think um, towards the end of the game, the ref come over to all of us and said, "Before the um, final whistle goes, I'll give you a quick signal at thirty seconds before, and you've got to run off." And um, I think a couple of us stayed on because we wanted to soak up the atmosphere. You, but it's probably you, a bit... you were windmilling towards the city fans. Yeah, I think that's what it was, mate. And I, I, I would have probably got my head kicked in if I stayed on the pitch. I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they like me. There were some of the Bristol City fans that remember me anyway. I don't think many of them will remember me, but uh, the ones that do don't like me. I don't think. <laughs> No, I mean, you, you, you did give it a bit. I mean, you still give it quite a bit now on, on Twitter and, and whatnot. And I love that you still um, kind of yeah. have, that, have that hatred towards them. Um, so, yeah, so like you said, that kind of kick-started the, the, the season. And, I mean, that kind of transferred into the, the league form. I mean, after that, looked at the, the stats and you won six out of the last eight games. The other two being draws. Um, to sneak into the playoffs on the final day. I mean, pivotal yeah. moments. There was Swindon at home. We spoke about Ricky Lambert's goal. That that seemed to be massive. And then yeah. the Lambert goal against Hartlepool. What what are your memories at the of the back end of that campaign? Um, we, I think we just felt um, invincible. I mean, at training, training was brilliant. Everyone was so excited, and we kind of. Just thought we if we carry on winning, we're, we're you know we're going to go up, and we just kept on winning and winning, and going into that semi final against Lincoln, I don't think you know I don't care who we played, it could have been a team from the league above. They, they I don't think they were going to beat us because we were just on we we're on absolute fire. Now, I've never been in a team like like that before that you know has, has had that feeling around it. You know I do. We just had I think we had everything in that team. I know obviously I know. You know, myself and Clinton probably being the, the main one. You know, we're not that talented, some of the players, but we work so hard for each other and there's such a good atmosphere and we all had our part to play. We had, we had everything that you, you could wish for in a lower league team and it was, like I say, it was a joy to be part of and you know, I'm, I'm so grateful to be, to be part of uh, Bristol Rovers history, you know, that happening, so... Yeah, and I mean, you had great momentum going into it. It's often a way where the the team in the lowest playoff place ends up winning the thing. I mean, I was going to ask you how confident were you going into playoffs, but it sounds like incredibly confident. And I mean, yeah. it was a pretty assured 2-1 victory in the first leg against Lincoln yeah. in the semi-final. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about the second leg, because I mean, what a crazy game that was. I mean, only had a yeah. one-goal advantage, so still obviously... A lot to do in that second leg. 
and then yeah. standout moment that that Campbell rocket after yeah. three rocket. minutes. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, Stuart Campbell was a you know, a really really nice bloke, um, and he was a really, he was a really good captain as well, and um, he was a uh, really level headed, and he'd always um, he'd demand the best from you as well. If you'd slap and train and stuff, he'd, he'd have a pop at you, and you know it sort of thing. And, he, for him to, you know, he didn't score that many goals, but it, like you say, it was a rocket, and um, and we just went on from there. We just attacked and attacked them, and they, you know, we we it was it was it was it was brilliant, and well, we, we I think it was five five three in there, wasn't it? Five like, three, it was yeah, it's like a basketball five, game, really. It was it was nuts. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was brilliant, and um, I think it was on it was on it was on Sky, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Both yeah. Sky, weren't they? Yeah, it was yeah. Tuesday yeah, so it's obviously the celebrations to get to that final at the end as well. Like for my, my, myself, it, to to get to Wem to, to Wembley, I it was a dream come true. So it was um, like you know, like like, like all the lads, it was, it was a dream come true. So it was um, yeah, one of my favourite games of my career. So, you know, that Lincoln game was yeah. Yeah, so I mean, booked your place in Wembley. So I mean, that meant playing at the Millennium Stadium and Wembley in, in the same season. I mean, only mm. Chelsea have had that experience. It's a classic pub quiz question now. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, you still had a lot to do. Obviously, getting to Wembley is, is one thing, but you never want to be a loser at Wembley. No. Confidence was still sky high going into the playoff final then? Yeah, yeah, confidence was was really high, and um, yeah, it, I I always thought that you know we we were going to win the game, but who who knows what's going to happen in the final? And um, it, I mean, the experience. I've never played in a stadium like that before, and I got there, and I remember remember running out, and the the, the noise was deafening. I felt I felt like I was going to just collapse. I just felt like I couldn't deal with it. I was so emotional and nervous, and. And I thought I had to like sort of compose myself. My heart was beating through my chest, and I thought, right, come on, you, you need to concentrate here. You need to, to calm, calm down. You like, you, you, I want you. I always put a lot of pressure on myself to be the best player on the pitch every game, and it didn't happen very often. But I always, I think that's kind of what where my nerves come from. That I always wanted to be the best player on the pitch, and you know, it's, that's never going to happen. Yes, I mean, so how do you prepare I, I, for I a massive game like that really? then? Training was just normal, to be honest with you. We, 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 it was just normal training. We, with trolls, he always done the same. When we're winning, he'd always do the same. We'd do the same every single Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday before the game. We'd always have the same pre-match meal, etc., etc. And that that so trolls didn't want to change that because we were on such a good run. He didn't want to change it, and we didn't. And um, like I say, it was uh, most of the lads first time playing playing at Wembley and stuff. So I think they were just ex- as excited as I am. And for I think was that fifty thousand Rovers fans there? I think. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I think it was probably around the forty forty five yeah. mark. I mean, yeah, yeah. We, we filled it, up most most of the stadium. Oh mate, it was it, like I said. I don't keep waffling about it. It, it, it was amazing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, was, it was a great day. I mean, I only know it from a fan's perspective, but to actually play in it. But I mean, yeah. we got off to a, a stinker, didn't we? I mean, we conceded <laughs> yeah. after three minutes. I mean, did that yeah, shit your confidence uh, at all? I mean, obviously, it's a massive final, and to go one nil down so early, did did that shake your confidence at all? I was, we we let two goals in early against Doncaster, didn't we? In the, in the GPT as well, and we come back. I think I think we let two yeah, two nil down, weren't we, against Doncaster? I think, and um, so 
kind of, I was always confident that we were going to, you, you know, we had such a ta- attacking prowess in the team. I always thought that, you know, we'd uh, we'd get back and we just sort of attacked them, attacked them. And obviously, um, Richard Walker buried them to uh, beautiful finishes to, you know, to win us the game, really. Yeah, I mean, so obviously you had the disappointment from the JPT final. So th- did that make it sweeter as well? And did that give you greater motivation yeah. to be on the winning side? Yeah, of course it did. Yeah, definitely. And to, to, to get that, to get up into to, to that next level of League One, you know, um, well, yeah, when you're a lower league player, you always want to, you always want to get higher and higher and higher. And um, it, it was brilliant to, to get up to that next level. And it didn't quite work for me, though, you know, the season after. I didn't quite cut it in that league, I don't think. I could have, but I don't think I got you know, given a chance in the end when they signed a lot of new players and stuff, uh, you know, at that time, I think Rome spent a bit of money, didn't they? That next yeah, season. a lot of money was spent actually. So, I mean, um, after Wembley, I mean, the, the kind of the partying and the scenes must have been great. Can you remember what the, the party was like? Yeah, I mean, the change rooms, it was amazing and at, at, at the end of the game because we were all, we were all great mates and, um, yeah, for that to happen and then the coach tuning in was amazing. I remember stopping off and just filling the bus with alcohol and then we got, got home and then got back and then we went out at Bristol and celebrating it was a yeah it was great it was great to be part of and you know last of my memory forever to be honest with you and you, you know I could have done it at a better club you know I, I, love, I love playing for playing for him it was, it was brilliant yeah and obviously another, another great memory from that season we spoke about the the area final against City but that obviously meant the the proper final against Doncaster um unfortunately on the losing side I mean it was it was a great game wasn't it? it went to extra time Doncaster took it in extra time 3-2 yeah, yeah. but I mean you personally Lewis I mean you were on flames that day <laughs> yeah. definitely um man of the match what what are your memories of your performance and and the game uh, itself I yeah it was it was yeah it was the best game of my career um uh, one in 300 games isn't bad to be man of the match <laughs> is it <laughs> so I uh yeah I still got the trophy on on my um, my mum's got it out of her house actually on on the mantelpiece, uh, man of the match trophy for that game. Uh, I think um, some some bold guy was marking me right back, and I give him absolute tire time, and it was it was brilliant. I I, I like I say, it was it was the best game I've ever played, um, and I've I've got it on tape still. So sometimes you know I haven't watched it back since, but you know as I get older, I probably will watch it back. And um, yeah, and when my little boy's playing football, probably. You know, show him, and hopefully he can. Um, he can, uh, yeah. Hopefully he's better than me, though. <laughs> well, even, even if he's an after player, you are Lewis. If, if he's a cracking player, um, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that, but um, he, yeah. Hopefully, um, hopefully he takes my footsteps, and he can, um, yeah, maybe play for Rovers or Leeds one day. That'd be nice. And I mean, it was played over in in Cardiff, and and obviously with it being the JPT final, would you say it probably didn't have the same pressure as it did at Wembley? Oh, well, that was my first game at JPT, play, playing at a big, yeah. big ground like that. So um, I was probably more nervous then, to be honest with you, because it's the first time I, I experienced it. And um, yeah, it probably stood us in good stead playing that game first and you know, losing and taking it on the chin. And like you say, would probably uh, give us a kick up the backside to go and, go and win that playoff final, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and no, I, I would agree with that, actually, because, yeah, like I said, that kind of um, kind of coincided with the great form in the league as well. And yeah, have, yeah. having that big match experience so you get the promotion to league one i mean 
managed to notch 32 appearances in, in that season. So, I mean, that's, that's yeah. the vast majority of the season. And, yeah, like, like spoke about at the start, played some massive teams. I mean, had Notts Forest in the, in the yeah. league then, played West Ham in the Cup. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, your, your highlight must have been playing Leeds. That, that was massive for you, like, like you said. Oh. I mean, that, that great FA Cup run as well. Yeah, yeah. Play, yeah, plenty of highlights. Yeah, all those games are brilliant. Um, I, I had another good game actually against Nottingham Forest. Well, I got my match that game as well, and I, I, I kind of seem to play play better in, the, in you know in front of big crowds and stuff. And I kind of w- w- wish I, I could have done that more. And when, when I when I retired a couple of years later, I got a call from um, uh, a man who sent my testimonial, Brian Harris, um, and uh, he, he said to me that he was speaking to uh, someone who was. I think it was one of the Rovers executives um, back back then. He was good mates with me. And he said that after I played that game against uh, Leeds away, which I played re- really well in, um, Ellen Road, uh, Dennis Wise uh, rang and wanted to sign me for, for Leeds for what? Rovers after that game. Because like, like I say, I could be rubbish, could have been rubbish for twenty games before that, but yeah. it would take, it take, you know sometimes it takes one one game to change your life or change mm. your career, and that would you know that would have changed my life. That that would have happened, and I didn't know about it at the time. And uh, probably if I did, I would have probably you know said I, I want to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously you love the gas, but being a Leeds yeah. fan and like oh. the, the size of Leeds, that, that would have been a no-brainer, surely. I don't think any Rovers fan would have begrudged you moving. No, I I don't think any other team wanted me through my career, apart from, obviously, when that happened, I don't think. I've never heard of it anyway. Yeah. To, to, to know that when I retired, it was kind of gutting, to be honest with you, because I, I just got to think back now and think, oh, would I be on a building site now if, 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 um, if that... I would have known that to happen because I wouldn't have gone to Port of Al and broke my leg and my career would have been over. You know, who knows what would happen? Yeah, but if 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 but some maybe anyway. Yeah. And, yeah. And then in in that season as, as well, you had had a cracking FA Cup run. I mean, quarterfinals with Rovers. I mean, that that's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, we did really well, didn't we? We, you know, and it. It was, a, you know, it was a great time for the club. Like I say, it was amazing. And, um, that, you know, the season after didn't quite work out for me, like I say, when they signed all, all their new players. And um, I think I think, Troll, I think probably if you, you know, if you spoke to Trolls, you'd probably say the same, that you kind of probably re- regret signing a lot of those players because I don't think they um, really put their all in for, for Rovers, you know. Um, and I think they kind of shot Trolls, shot trolls in the foot because... You know, it everything went again that season, didn't it? Or I think it might be the season after. I think all the, the the lads that put their all in for the promotion season, you know, I, I think they kind of, some of them felt a little bit um, stabbed in the back. I did anyway, to be honest with you. Yeah, because I mean, I, like, um, like, yeah, like yourself going, D- Disley went as well. I think that was quite a big, a big yeah. mess. I, yeah, I think they, they kind of they kind of started started getting rid of Pike when. I think Greener went in the end, and I kind of felt that he was, you know, he's getting his big earners in, and yeah, they probably needed a couple, but I don't know, you know, I didn't think a lot of us really got south. Anyway, didn't really get a chance at that next quarter to, um, you know, to get used to it kind of thing. It would take a little bit of time getting used to, but 
I um you know, I, I I you know kind of um please a sour taste in my mouth to be honest with you that I didn't he probably really give me that chance and you know like I said I I, I can't, can't say a bad word word about Trolls that, that you know one of the best managers I've ever had and um, it was kind of um I kind of if I got that chance I, I you know, might take it but I'll never know. Yeah, and I mean, for, for for many, it probably seemed a bit of a surprise to to see you go because I mean, obviously, you were so pivotal in the promotion season, um, and then joined Oxford on loan. How how did that move come about? I mean, you talked about maybe getting frozen out a little bit. Did you kind of know your game time was limited? Yeah, yeah. Well, at Rovers, yeah, I went to Oxford and. Um... Uh, Patterson was a manager, and we were near. We were struggling to start. We were the biggest team in the in the conference at the time, and you know we were getting seven eight thousand every game at the Kassam and there was a lot of pressure on us. And we started off bad, and the fans turned against us. And and uh, then what? Chris Wilder took over, and um, we won fifteen games in a row at the end of the season, and we missed out on playoffs by one game. And uh, he was, you know, Chris Wilder was a what manager and he's proven that now isn't he so yeah no he's he's gone on to massive things now obviously with Sheffield United and then yeah. so, you, so you just had a, a season with Oxford and then it was Port Vale in in 2009 yeah yeah and I went to Port Vale and um I started off well yeah I started off well and I scored my first couple of games and then um and uh, Mick Adams was manager and he, another he was uh, one of the nicest blokes you ever meet Mickey Adams one of you know, a great, great manager, big name, and um, and then it kind of went from there. Really, I I got bitten uh, by an insect um, pre-season training up in Stoke-on-Trent uh, on my ankle, and um, I uh, developed septicemia within uh, two days, and I was like, basically on a life support machine in the hospital. Wow. Uh, almost died. Almost died. Yeah, yeah. Almost, almost, um, almost died. Uh, lost, lost. I lost uh, four stone in two and a half weeks in the hospital. Uh, and I come out, and I just was—I just wasn't the same, mate. I was—I um, built mm. myself back up, and built my leg back up, and, uh, and then I then I broke broke, broke it uh, the same the same time the, the a year later, and then I snapped my leg in half, and then that was it, mate. I mean, that's that's rotten luck, isn't it? Because I was yeah, obviously yeah. doing research for this. I knew about the double leg break, but I mean the yeah. um, the insect. I mean that that was new to me and so you hospitalized yeah. but yeah I, d- I didn't realize it was as severe as that I think I was um yeah I, I was there. uh I thought just um twisted it and trained it at the end of the pre-season training the ground was really hard it's in the summer and um I went home and might have like tweaked it and trained or something because it was like a hard surface in pre-season, pre-season training and uh I went home and I'm feeling really ill and I got a protocol in the middle of the night and I collapsed at the top of the stairs and uh my missus is uh, like sort of picked me up. Like sort of, I've come round. She's got me in the car, rushed me to the hospital, and uh, within two hours, I was um, had pipes coming out of my nose. I looked like a car crash victim. I had pipes coming out of my nose and ears, and I was on basically on like some sort of not a life support machine, but you know mm. some, some sort that was keeping me because I was I was in a bad way, and uh, I had a lot of people come to visit me, and you know Mickey Adams come to visit me in hospital, and he, he one of them said he broke down in tears because he just. He was like, "How the hell has this happened?" Like from mm. pretty yes, yesterday, Lewis was in training, and and now he looks like he's like gonna die. It, it was um, it was it was you know, it's scary for my family. And I remember when I was coming around, and I've never felt so ill in my life. I 
you know, they, they said if I, if I stayed in bed that night and didn't wake up for that toilet, I would have just died in my sleep because the septicemia wow. would run up my leg so quickly. And um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a funny story, really, because my, uh, my nan got bit by uh, some Glanford fly when she was, I think she was 25, and mm-hmm. she was in a wheelchair for the rest of her life, and her leg swelled up. She didn't get quite as ill as me, but her leg was swollen the rest of her life and um that was the the fly that bit me the blamford fly i found out a couple of years later the, the, god the, 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 yeah it's called the blamford fly and it's carrying some sort of a uh, disease and it lives in stagnant ponds and uh that was what uh that was what bit me and i uh back in it now i kind you know my ankle was so weak after that and I kind of think that was the reason, one of the reasons why my leg just snapped in half because it was the same leg. And it's the same leg, was it? it? Just, yeah, yeah. So it's I just, so probably some... same leg, mate. Yeah, and, yeah. So, so same leg, and it was, um, yeah. It's, it's a mad story, really. You know, you, you couldn't write it. And, uh, yeah, I mean that that is. Was, nuts. Um, I mean, tr- trying to trying to come back from that. So, so you kind of knew there was the, the weakness in in the ankle. Did, was that the kind of moment you you thought things weren't going to get back to the kind of same? I I I I try. The, the manager would say to me after that, Luke, like it's in your, it's always it's in your head. Your ankle's fine, and I just knew it wasn't fine. I was like, I was thinking, it, mate, it's, it's not in my head, Mickey. In my my ankle is killing every time I take. Even when I'm, my ankle's hurting. And I kind of got it out of my head, and I played through. I played through the pain barrier, and I was playing all right. And like I say, the next the next season, um, jumped up for a header against Tranmere, just innocuous header, jumped jumped up, and I landed on my tiptoes, and my legs just gave way, and my legs snapped, and uh, broke my fib and tib. Bone was basically sticking out my my, uh, my leg, and wow. my um, foot was wrapped around wrapped around the other way, so my toes were pointing pointing behind me, and uh, I looked down and. I just, I knew it was, and then I I thought yeah, I, I'm not coming back from this, and it was um it's a weird one because you know I was on gas in there for three days in in the NHS hospital in um Tranmere waiting for an operation after I'd done that, and if you're a Premiership footballer, I think you would um have been operated on within a couple of hours, wouldn't you? Mm. In, it's um I mean I that, kind of, that, yeah, that that must that be really tough. It was tough, mate. I was in agony, mate. I was on these morphine jellies. For, for days and um, yeah, so like I said, mate, my time at Port of Howe was an absolute nightmare footballing. Um, I enjoyed, you know, I enjoyed all the lads there. I, I, you know, we had a great team spirit. Again, we um, we had a really good team, and uh, but personally, mate, footballing wise, it was an absolute catastrophe for for, for myself. And um, yeah, kind of kind of wish I didn't sign for it in the end because it could have could have been different. But you know, is if things happen in life, and you got to get on with it. Yeah, you must be cursing your luck with them. I don't know whether they got yeah, like a, yeah. a dead horse under the pitch or some kind of oh, shit going on. Because yeah, that, I mean that's that's rotten luck. I mean after so after the, the double luck. leg break, did, was there any kind of hope of you coming back at all, or, or was that it? I I, I had well, I had five operations in two years because I kept coming back trying to go training and it was agony again. So I kept having these different operations, different operations and. Um, it was at the end of the season and uh, Mickey Adams come to me and said, Lou, I'm going to give you like another, I know you're not fit, I'm going to give you another year's contract to try, just try and get fit. And, you know, he, he, like, he didn't have to do that. He could have just said, look, you're, you're no use to the club. 
for the next year if you're going to mount for the next year and he, he didn't have to pay me that and it was it was so nice of him to do that and I thought right I want to I want to say thanks and I want to get fit for myself and, and for you and do well for this club because I, I like I say I can't speak highly enough of Mickey Adams and um, I, I tried my hardest and every time I come back you know just still to this day every every step I take my ankle throbs and it hurts and I've got, got really bad arthritis in it and you know you can't you can't play sport play professional sport when when your ankle's in that in that sort of state um so I was left with no option but to knock on the edge yeah and um I was look I was gutted because it was my life it was all I wanted that ever wanted to do and it was kind of cut short kind of kind of cut short at quite a young age probably wise so Mm. Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, it's obviously rot, rotten luck. Something you've kind of wanted to do as a as a kid, and then it's just ruined by yeah, horrible injury. I mean, so so what what did you end up end up doing then? I mean, because obviously you kind of had this life as a professional footballer, and then it's it's all gone mm. and finished. Yeah, it was it was it was it was, t- it was a t- I'm not gonna lie, it was a tough tough few years, and. Um... Uh, like without my without my family and you know my, my you know my close family my, my girlfriend and kids and that I, I don't know where I'd be to be honest with you because you know you hear a lot lot of you know players getting depressed now I'm not I'm not I'm not that sort of type to be honest with you. I'm quite bubbly and I'm quite quite lively and um and that's never affected me but you know a lot of my friends just say like oh fair play like you, you you've come out of it like pretty well you know you've got yourself a trade and stuff and I, I do look I, you know I'm pretty proud of myself for 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 doing that and um you know, I was no option but to do it but you know I, I like to take you know to take pride pride in that that you know I've um I've been able to do, to do that and get out on the other side sort of thing because um yeah it was, it was a worrying time though you know financially and you know what what, what am I going to do and yeah you know to, to pay a bit pay, pay the mortgage and stuff and it was um it, like I say it was worrying but you know I've come out the other side and I'm really enjoying my life now I you know I'm really enjoying what I'm doing, and yeah, it's, it, it's, it's really good times at the moment. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's really good to hear. And and you, but you managed to come back and play for Yate for a bit as well. I mean, we do kind of pl- pl- yeah. playing at like fifty percent or something, or was that just kind of uh, determination I, to I, you know get what? back was, playing for a bit? No, not well. No, not really. I couldn't. My my ankle was shot to pieces. I could hardly run, but I. I I, I, I enjoyed playing with, with with my friend Ricky. Or I always wanted to play with him when I was a kid. Um, play for Bath and stuff when he was a kid, and I always wanted to play with him. And he was one of my best mates. And he he said, um, "Why don't we go and you know?" I know the, the Yank manager. What this was two or three years after I retired, and he said, "I know you're not fit, but he goes just come and just sort of you'll score loads of goals because it's like not a very good league and that." And I thought, oh, "All yeah. right then." And I, I scored 45 goals that season. I was thinking, no. cool, I'm, at, I'm actually right. <laughs> oh, that's not bad, is it? <laughs> and um, I, I was lazy. I didn't move, mind. I just stood near the goal. When the ball came, I just sort of put it And um, I, uh, yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed it. And the lads yeah. were great. And I enjoyed being in that uh, sort of situation again with the lads, have, have, you know, going training and stuff. And it, 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 was, it was great. And um, but then it comes to a point where, my, my ankle you know, on a Monday morning, like I couldn't walk for two or three days, and it was affecting my my work and stuff. And yeah. I was struggling to get up on a Monday morning and stuff. And it just in the it just wasn't worth it, you know. I had to I had to knock it on the head. I was, you know I was probably playing at probably thirty percent of of what I could, you know. And I'm, I said to my mate, I said, look, 
I said, you scored, you scored seven goals in the season. I said, I, said, I scored 45 <laughs> with one leg. Because <laughs> he, he always says, oh, you're, you're so lazy. Why didn't you move? I was like, mate, I couldn't move. I would yeah, not if I could, but I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But I, 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 I enjoyed playing for the eight. And um, it's great lads. And it was a nice little club. So I, I really enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah, great. Um, so just to finish off uh, then, Lewis, because it kind of got to the end of your career, kind of banging in 45 goals for, for Yates. So um, we posted on, on Twitter and Facebook, any listener questions? Quick warning, a few of these are quite irreverent and, and a bit left field. So um, yeah, All right, yeah. Uh, take a few of these with a pinch of salt, I reckon. First one from um, <laughs> to- right. Tommy C. He, he wants to know, was it fake tan or a tan bed? And if it's fake tan, how in the hell did you never get your sh- shirt stained? Big Tommy C. Um, <laughs> I, uh, it's a bit boast to be honest with you. Me and Sean Rigg used to go and have a sunbed on a fr- Friday after training. Yeah. And uh, Chris, Lines, Chris Lines would get in there sometimes as well. And uh, Ryan Green used to love the Sammy Igo. Yeah, no, yeah, we, yeah we had an old, old team of it. I mean, I think it was yeah. kind, of, kind of the mid-2000s, wasn't it? Like, I think a, yeah, there was a lot of uh, dyed air and, um, yeah, yeah. hands going on. It was, um, yeah, and uh, I used to, I always wanted to, used to get the edge, you know, I used to get my girlfriend to give me a fake tan sometimes, so. Well, yeah. that was a long time ago. <laughs> Don't do that no more. <laughs> yeah, love it, love it. Um, it's a bit more of a serious one from uh, Lee McLean. Um, so he mentions you having shin splints. Is, is that right? Shin splints. Yeah, I, I yeah. yeah, I had it when I was. Um... I had when I was a kid. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah how, I, don't know, I don't know how he knows that. No, I'm, I'm not sure either. Yeah, he knows that. How, how did you cope with shin splints? That was a, a more of a thing you had when you were growing up then? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I can't really remember. Okay, all right. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to check out Lee McLean then. Uh, maybe he's stalking or something. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't remember it. I don't, I don't know how, how he knows that. Yeah, yeah um, more of a general one now. Have you got any funny stories at, at your time at Rovers? Oh, I got, there was one that slipped to my mind. It's not really a funny one. It was a bit of a strange one. I was... Um, we went when we went out after the JPT, uh, the JPT semi final against City. We was um, in a in a what's a nightclub called down the bottom by the um, by the fountains. That big nightclub that everyone used to go to. It's Prism now, I think it is or something. It's Ocean oh, okay. back in the day. Oh, oh lovely Ocean. Uh, we, we yeah. yeah, we were in there, and um, this this bloke came up to me and said, um, "Oh, you uh, you need to uh, you need to leave." And I was like, "What?" Why? And he was like, "Oh, my, my two mates are Bristol City fans, and um, they're going to stab you if you don't leave." <laughs> and I, I, I said to my friend, "I said, is this guy serious?" And they were like, well, "I don't know." And I was like, "Oh, oh, I don't know. I didn't really know what to do." And then, and then I left, and I went home. It was, it was half past eleven, so all those celebrations that should have been going on at the time, Bristol City fans ruined it for me. So oh thanks. dear! <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, that's I, not really a funny story, but that's a no, it's it's one. an interesting one. I can I can see why you hate them so much now, and um, yeah, well, yeah, I, I my, my hatred of like, uh, them lot yeah. has gone up oh, even, even more. But yeah. obviously, they probably would, it probably wouldn't have happened. But it kind of scared me a little but, bit. I, yeah, I, I, no, you, well, you, you, yeah, you never know. Um, yeah, what it was what they my might sort be. of um, yeah, not really my sort of a sort of thing to be to be worried about. Something like no. that. So I thought I'd give it. Yeah. Quick, quick escape out the um, out the door yeah, no, I, yeah, I think that, I think that's probably wise. Um, next one is another grooming question, Lou. Uh, this one from at Deal Cox. Oh, 
what yeah. um what wet look gel did you use to retain structural integrity for your hair during match scenarios well i, I used to um back in the day when i was in in college i used to think i um had the same hair as scott from five these little twisties do on his oh, head oh yeah oh yeah and um I used to, yeah, I stuck with that when I was in a Rovers youth team and I got hammered for it at the time, but I thought it looked really good. And um, that's probably why, I, why I'm so balding now, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, maybe. I'd probably have used my hair back then. And, um, yeah. It's, uh, I'm kind of regretting now because I wish I had a full set of hair because my mates do give me a lot of stick about it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, but I mean, it was, it was all the range back in the day with... Um, all the range. Yeah. It was all the range, mate. It was yeah, brilliant. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, so we we got another one. This isn't a question, but this is um, from a chap called Paul Tanner. Um, Luke okay. Way, this is more of a memory. He, he got your autograph after the game saying his wife wanted it. Uh, his, right. his mate, mate had his program at the time and handed it um, to him to pass to you. He just wanted to let you know right. that, that that was not his wife. And he, he goes, best best of luck, gold winger. That wasn't his wife, his lover. His well, lover wait, no, it wasn't his wife. So he just he just wanted to clear that up. Oh, right. You just asked. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I I'm guessing you probably can't, can't, can't remember that. Um, I, I clear a statement. I can remember it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, two more to go. We got got one from yeah. These some odd questions. Ian Ian Fippin, um, do you still have the tattoo of Swanee? He, he remembers him. <laughs> he he remember he, he remember hints uh, grilling him. Once over a tat that looked like Christian Edwards. <laughs> yeah, I got like yeah, I had like I got like an like some sort of like angel on the top of my arm of my sleeve, and they used to say it was Swanee. Yeah, I've never yeah, I've I've until you just said it, I, I didn't remember I used to say that, but I remember now. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. What player he was, mine great player, Swanee. Yeah, no, he he had um yeah. Bags of ability. And um, yeah, f- final question then. Um, yeah, n- another hair relate one from Ox- o- Oxford. Oxford. Yeah, I know. I, I wish a few more were about footballing, but we, I, think, I feel like we, we covered it most of all. I think that shows, it shows how rubbish my career was. <laughs> <that's not really laughs> we, we spoke about some great footballing moments from your career, but um, yeah, this yeah, one. You've had, what, you've had to screw the barrel though, haven't you? To be honest I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do apologise for these. Um, that's yeah, that's but, all right, mate. Final one to, to round it off then. What was your reaction to being put down as the worst hair in the memorial area in the programme at the end of the 07-08 well, season? Did you, did you know about that accolade? That's better than being um, named the worst winger so that's quite good that's I'll take I mean that. And, and, um, and you and you definitely won't go down as one of the worst wingers probably one of the best wingers in in, in modern history I'll say I mean that 06 07 <laughs> promotion season oh, thanks, Luke. yeah I mean you, you laugh about it Lewis but you, you were a cracking player and like I said you were oh, in, integral in, in that promotion season oh. man of the match in the JPT final you hate this shit what what more is there <laughs> It's, oh, it's yeah, thank, thanks very but, much. It's nice, yeah. It's nice when people, yeah, you know, when people um, say stuff like that. Yeah, so um, yeah, cheers. Yeah, well, I appreciate you coming on, Lewis. All the best for the for the future, and I have to get you down the the mem sometime soon. Yeah, yeah, no, but yeah, definitely, man. I'd, I'd love to. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Cheers. Nice one. All right, take it steady, Lou. Top man. All right, all right, mate. Nice to meet you, buddy. Take it easy, mate. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Bye. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate.